it's a sad day for Star Wars fans. <laughs> yup. We sad. got we got some news about EA Play, and we have we have lots of thoughts. Uh, we're gonna talk about positives. We're gonna talk about negatives, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump into jump into some discussions on EA Play. Welcome, 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 welcome to Uplink. EA Star Wars announced a week before EA Play that they uh, there will be no Star Wars showing at EA Play. And uh, before we get into the kind of like the the wider scope and our thoughts on this, I, I want to just I just want to highlight a positive of this is they're actually communicating the fact uh, previously I'd say uh, before a lot of the controversy what they would have done was just say nothing and not even announce anything so it's good that they're communicating I'm mad that it was a week before versus like SWOTOR announced it like two and a half weeks before EA play that there wasn't going to be anything and I love that I'm kind of exactly the same it's like mixed feelings of like you said SWOTOR and uh, Bioware and like everything Bioware, they pretty much said three weeks ago that mm-hmm. there's going to be nothing there. And even though that's disappointing, you know a month out that there's nothing coming. Whereas they didn't say that about Star Wars when they said it for Bioware. So we were all kind of like, oh, I wonder if that means like, you know, they haven't said it for Star Wars. So I wonder if that means there's going to be something. And yeah. then it just leads to like a week out. They're like, oh, also, by the way, sorry, we forgot to mention that there won't be Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We too like, will not oh, have Star yes. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's it's super frustrating, man. But like you said, I don't want to be because there's going to be a lot of, a lot of negativity in this in this podcast. To be honest, but I don't want to be fully negative. It is it is positive that they at least said something. I would I would be mm-hmm. pretty mad if I like I'll be watching AA play anyway for the Battlefield stuff. But I'd be pretty mad if I sat there as a Star Wars fan and watched the whole thing and then there was nothing. That would be like so depressing so it could be worse i'll say that yeah. it's it's good that they <laughs> did say something at the end of the day but yeah it's mm-hmm. still doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't take away the pain that's for sure yeah definitely and like you said the the fact that they they went ahead like ea star wars went that that time like SWOTOR announced, say, we won't have anything for Star Wars 3A play. We're working on a lot of stuff, and the 10th anniversary is coming down. We've got some big plans for that. Also, here's some details. Fantastic. I think they did a wonderful job. And the fact that EA Star Wars didn't say anything alongside that also made it like... So, this this could be good for St- if EA Star Wars hasn't said anything. They said BioWare's not going to do anything, but they haven't said Star Wars isn't going to be there. So, it was the the messaging around that just was so weird that they didn't actually fully announce it and the 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 tweet that has gone around like wildfire uh, i i said this i said the communication is a good step but this should have been voiced much earlier than a week before ea play live good direction and intention but terrible execution yeah that is actually spot on you, you couldn't have said that any better it's they had the right intention they just didn't do it as well as they could have yeah mm-hmm. it's full on. yeah it's like as like if you're if you're a child and you, you write this like this really sweet uh thank you note but you use your father's like legal papers <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like it's good uh, good job buddy but that i needed that <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great um, comparison 
So it's it's frustrating. What do you think is going to happen? What do you, what are you expecting to see? Because they announce. Let me actually read the tweet. I said my response to it, but I didn't actually read the tweet. It says, "We won't be showing any Star Wars games at EA Play Live on July 22nd, but all of us look forward to celebrating with you next year when we share our vision for the galaxy far, far away." There are two two perspectives that you can really go for with that that phrase right there. It could either be they're going to go all out or they're only going to show one thing. What, what what do you expect to see? Like what are what are your hopes around that? Um, the way they worded it with sharing our vision that sounds exciting because if it was just like we're going to bring some more news, then that's just like okay, they're probably going to announce Fallen Order two next year or something. But saying they're going to show their vision. That kind of makes it feel like there's a lot more in the works. Um, mm-hmm. In saying that, it is getting harder and harder at this point to trust EA with the Star Wars license. Um, I've, mm-hmm. I've loved what they have given us, but it's hard to trust them in terms of like how much we're going to get and the yeah. communication behind it and stuff. So I'm honestly like... I have zero hopes. I'm just I'm just gonna wait and see what happens. I'm not trying to bank on it. You know, I'm just I'm just trying to work on the second channel right now and just yeah, hopefully yeah. <laughs> they blow blow me out of the water when they announce that. Mm-hmm. Um and then even if they don't like the the license opens up in twenty twenty three. So yeah. we've just gotta kinda of get through this period and that's just how it is for me. It just it almost feels like the you know 2020 where it was like coronavirus happened and we're all just like oh, okay we're just gonna get through this that's kind of how it feels for star wars games it's like all right we're in this bit mm-hmm. of a dead patch i'm just gonna get through it and yeah i'm really not paying much attention to it at this point they've um they've kind of said yeah it's gonna be maybe not a whole year because they could show us something early in the year next year but yeah it's gonna be at least until 2022 that we're gonna hear anything so i'm just yeah i'm not setting myself up in terms of hopes and stuff at the moment, um, it sounds mm-hmm. exciting, but like I said, it's hard to it's hard to trust them in terms of whether that actually comes true or not, I guess. Yeah, and like you said it right there, EA has lost a lot of trust with Star Wars fans. They have mishandled the license. They have canceled more games than they have really made. We have had such a small showing with Star Wars. And I was joking on stream earlier today, talking to, to people in, in the chat, and I said, EA doubling down on Star Wars games, they have done because zero times two is still zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that is very true. It's hard to the whole doubling down thing. Like I think that was another thing that that like you said earlier, they had the right intentions. They want to let us know that they're doing stuff, but like if you're gonna say that you're doubling down on something. Then when you when this when they announce their vision, they better come hard because mm-hmm. if if they just show one or two games, that's not doubling down in my opinion. Yeah. You need to go all out if you're going to say that. Yeah, if it's literally just Jedi Fallen Order two, which is my expectations for it, like dead stop. Like I think the only thing that they're going to be there that I can expect to see would be Jedi Fallen Order two, just because of how big of a game that was, how like. We know it's going to happen. Everything has been said except for the official Jedi Fallen Orders 2 is yeah. happening, which I would have yeah. at least expected that at EA Play. I mean, the way they announced Jedi Fallen Order in the first place was talking to some 
to Vince Zambella in the audience. Exactly. And that's that's the part that kind of disappoints me is that, like, that's all we need. We mm-hmm. like, Just say that at EA Play. That's all you need to say. Just say anything to, like, show the fans that you are still, like, this does still exist. Like, because mm-hmm. at the moment, I know that they, they did communicate, so it's not the end of the world, but... That's all. We, I literally could have just heard. They could have had Vince Zampella standing in the crowd, and they could have just passed him a microphone, and he could have just said "Jedi Fallen Order 2 and handed back the mic, and I would have been like, "That's awesome." But yeah, maybe because of COVID, they're they're worried to announce things. But it seems like Fallen Order 2 is a one hundred percent guarantee to happen. So mm-hmm. I don't see why they're not going to like announce it. I, I don't know. Confused. Yeah. So my my uh, tin let's put our tinfoil hats on here. Uh, my tinfoil <laughs> hat theory is that they are changing up a lot of how EA internally run things. I think they're going through a lot of different changes in management, and the fact that Disney has opened up the license to more developers is changing up their focus because no longer ea can no longer say oh yeah we're we're the only people that have star wars so you either get you either enjoy what we give you which is four games or you don't play star wars they can't say that anymore they have to bring in their a game and they haven't done that now the games that they have offered have been incredible experiences i have loved all of them battlefront 2015 battlefront 2 Battlefront, or not, uh, Jedi Fallen Order and Squadrons, all incredible entries into the Star Wars franchise. But we also got a lot of cancellations in between those. A whole studio that was going to be working on a Star Wars game got completely, like, it. they went out of business. They, they laid off a bunch of people. EA has mishandled a lot of the license with Star Wars. And I'm not saying externally, because the games that we got were amazing, but internally, they have definitely mishandled it, and it's it's a terrifying place to be in. If you see as a developer internally that, oh crap, if if we say if we do a Star Wars thing, our whole studio could go down. I'm not sure how a company as big as EA can mishandle it in the way that they have. Um, so many cancelled games, mostly because, like you said, they they kind of went out of business and they they it wasn't financially viable. How does a company that big? have that issue like why mm-hmm. why are they not planning these things better um so that that doesn't happen because it's not like the, yeah the or just giving Star the Wars games are no time. different than yeah exactly like let them i don't know so many games take there's there's games out there that have taken 10 years to make and then the payoff is still huge mm-hmm. but it seemed like with a lot of the the ones that were cancelled it was like oh, this isn't coming out anytime soon let's just cancel it because it's not going to make us immediate money yeah but you got to stick with it if you've already put money into it they're gonna mm-hmm. they've lost that money anyway they're not getting that back so yeah. why not stick with it and see your return and then also don't piss off your fans who are very loyal to the franchise mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah it's always that confused whole, me about that but yeah i think it was bestman bulletin uh I was talking to him and he he said exactly that how how EA manages Star Wars or games is they have a set time that they want a game to be released and if a game that you're working on doesn't meet those deadlines then it's not going to get released period which it's it's reversed you should say hey we've got a game that we want to release 
when it releases, that's when it comes out versus you have to deliver or your game gets canceled like that. It's a good thing and a bad thing on EA because you can have you can have wasted resources on a subpar game. But you can all like also if you don't give the game a chance to even get past those. It's never going to be amazing. It's always going to be subpar if it never gets to that point where they can actually get through the process. Mm-hmm. And then they should look at Battlefront as a perfect example. Like the in terms of, and maybe because the the higher ups won't see it because they didn't make as much money as it should have. Because despite the play base, there was no real monetization. But mm-hmm. the if they just looked at the actual numbers, uh, they would surely see how well that game actually did. And they should realize, okay, this game was borderline a bust when it launched. It was. The, one of the most dramatic launches that I think I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and it turned around to be, I would argue most people are, are all saying like, this is probably the best Star Wars game that's ever been made. It's mm-hmm. it's so loved at this point because they stuck with it. And why they don't see that for all these games that they cancel, maybe because, you know, a lot of those cancellations were before Battlefront. So I guess that's fair enough, but surely now they see, okay, things can start rough. And if we stick with it and put the money into it, um, it, it can be turned around. So, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe Battlefront 2 walked so that the future games can run. Maybe that turns out to be a good thing where... Maybe, the, but know, then you look at Squadrons with just, like, it had so much potential, had yeah, so much opportunity true. there, and it came out post-Battlefront 2. It came out three years after Battlefront 2 launch, and it still suffered with the large shadow of the loot boxes. Like if that, like mm. both both games, if they both had ga- ways that they could or earn money and facilitated uh, continual updates and growth of that, Squadrons would be such a vibrant part of the Star Wars gaming community. And you can't just say, "Oh, it's such a niche, uh, like such a niche game." It's they didn't, they barely even. Uh, Eckhart's did a, a wonderful thread on this. They barely even marketed it. Like I, I, he, he was saying I, you could talk to people and they're like, "What? There's a, a Star Wars game that came out." And I've had this yeah. huge Star Wars fans that I talked to, gamers. They're like, "Wait, there was a Star Wars game that came out? What? Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it, mm-hmm. I think for us because we pay, we we look at everything Star Wars with such prying eyes that to us it seemed like they marketed it well, but when you actually step back and look at it they really didn't. There was like the initial trailer and then there was that like CG like little yeah. short film type of thing and then that was pretty much it. There wasn't even multiple trailers, was there? There might have been two trailers. I think there was think, only... Yeah, two. There was yeah. one that was the reveal, which is the cinematic, and then they had I think the gameplay one. Oh, that's but right. Like, yeah, the gameplay they had, yeah. I went to like uh, Chili's uh, restaurant here in the UK, US. I saw a Battlefront trailer when it was coming out. D- have I been to Chili's and saw a Squadrons trailer? No, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not reaching the audiences that it, it could have or should have reached. Um, but like on the topic of Battlefront, even like they took out all ways for you to support that game monetarily. Could you imagine if they had skins that you could purchase? When those 19 million players on PC joined, how much, like, let's just say 10% of those 19 million people on PC bought a $1 skin. That's a lot of money. That would earn back all of that process of having it free. 
Mm. Yeah, it's it is just crazy to think about how they. It really, when you look at the other games out there, like um, you know, like the Warzone and stuff like that, those type of games, it's crazy how much money they make, especially considering they're free. And then when you look at the player base of Battlefront 2, even still, even to this day, there is still a lot of people playing that game. And if they, mm-hmm. the fact that it's been, what, about a year and a half since we've had a single update and there's still that many people playing, imagine if there was still content updates and we were getting new skins and we could, you know, buy a new skin for Luke and stuff like that. It would just be, they would be raking in money. Mm-hmm. But the way that they set it up, it just, and I guess that's, Partly their fault for the way they set it up at launch. Obviously, it wasn't yeah. built for that type of monetization. So, and and they've said as much too that it was hard to implement certain things like the star yeah. cards, the whole star card system. They couldn't really update. They couldn't add new star cards. They had to go back and adjust the ones implemented into the game already because they they didn't set it up for that growth. So, yeah, I think that's yeah that that's really the main issue with the game is I think it, it was never built with the intent of you know, being able to change it around if they need to, they they had their vision and they stuck to it and they needed to set it up to be a bit more open, I guess, so that they could, mm-hmm. like, I remember they, what was the other thing they said? They couldn't fit a certain, like, they could only fit a certain amount of game modes in at mm-hmm. once or something and stuff like yeah. that. And it's like, how how are these, you're a AAA dev company, how can you not set these things up yeah. so that you can <laughs> do more stuff like that? So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's frustrating, but mm-hmm. it is how it is, I guess. Yeah, it's just a change. People are expecting the the games to be games to be more interactive and more organically growing. Like you can't really release a game now. I mean, they they tried to with Battlefront, and they they tried to stick to their guns, but they said they found out that you can't have a 2010 or 2012 experience in multiplayer shooters now in this current day and age yeah things have changed just so much and i think in a way they which is weird because like battlefield has done fairly well so Mm -hmm. you think that it's the same company i know there's a lot of different devs and stuff but they surely communicate with each other and give each other tips and stuff like that you'd surely understand like know how battlefield has gone and try and implement those same sort of things so yeah. it is weird that they went down that path but yeah like i said it's just it's it's almost frustrating to go back and think about because <laughs> it's like yeah and uh it just brings a lot of pain from <laughs> the uh <laughs> the the days when it was doing really well and then they obviously mishandled it and it just yeah yeah ended up not going the way that we wanted and like I, i've said this in the past and i think we've we've all said something similar to this that the way dice dice's baby is battlefield that is what brought them into this world and that's what keeps them going like that is that is their thing they control it entirely and it's important for them to offer that situation but if you as a development company 
have to take like they are not a two game company. They cannot run Battlefront and they cannot run Battlefield at the same time. You saw Battlefield would get some updates and then you'd see a lull in Battlefront and then vice versa. Even though they had separate teams, it was very we have to focus everything on this one thing. Like there wasn't a lot of variance. So I think if we ever get a Battlefront three, I personally would love to see it not be Dice. I'd love to see people from Dice work on it for sure. Dennis Branval, go jump over there. Would love to see you. But I would love to see it be a its own development team. Like don't don't have a a, a development team with a long and storied franchise already under the their their belt. Don't have them manage something and also expect them to continue innovating with their mainline franchise but also offering a completely different situation with the other game just just put it put their own team on there make another development team just say hey guys i mean i think call of duty this did this with warzone they they actually have a studio specifically dedicated to warzone support now yeah i I think that's the way that it would need to be um the only other alternative is something like what Battlefield is doing with they've got like five teams working on it. That's really mm-hmm. the only way, the only other way I could see that working. But um, Battlefront 2 had three. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It had, yeah. It, Motive, Criterion, and Dice, they were all working on it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, guys, what what were you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I think, like you said, I think that they would need to, I mean, almost the same. I know they've said that Ripple Effect, uh, they're now, they've got like their own thing that they're going to be working on after um, after Battlefield. So obviously you couldn't use them, but the same type of thing as that. You you can have, I know there are other studios. There's like, I think EA Gothenburg that are, play, uh, that mm-hmm. are working on um, Battlefield. Like take those smaller companies which is still within the team and like, yeah, turn those into a new, like sort of, I don't know, like subdivide up all of your different little assets and make different teams to do stuff rather than just having dice do both of them. Because like you said, I just don't know if they can, unless they just went on an absolute hiring spree and just got, mm-hmm. like, just doubled the size of the team, which then the other issue with that is like, a lot of those people would be a lot, you know, younger developers and stuff, and that's where a lot of issues. Apparently, yeah. that was a lot of the struggle that happened with um, Battlefront Two was that it was a young dev team, and apparently, it just doesn't really work. You need a lot of people who have been around for a long time, so you almost can't do that. You can't really just hire like you know double the company because yeah. they, they're going to be inexperienced <laughs> and it just yeah. doesn't work anyway. So And the whole industry is super tell. volatile about that too. Like you get hired mm-hmm. for Battlefront 2 and then six months later after your contract ends, you're no longer there. So they, they'll swell up yeah. when they have to develop and then they get laid off and then you're back to a smaller scale team. Yeah. Which is sadly this is the why state I think of it gaming. needs to be like, yeah, it needs to be, I think that's the thing that I like the most about games being um you know longer live service games is because you can just kind of give those dev teams a bit more job security and just say you guys Mm -hmm. are going to be working on battlefront 3 for five years and that's you know you launch the game and then you can stick with it we're not going to throw you around to another game yeah and sort of you know some people are going to have to move countries and stuff if they're you know got to get a new job and stuff like that but doing it that way surely would be 
I guess, beneficial to the actual developers themselves as well as surely the company. If you stick with a game for five years, we've seen it with Rainbow Six Siege and, like, there's so many games that have been around for so long. I think the whole notion of having to release a game every year and stuff like that is just slowly dying out, which is a good thing. I think the live service type of game is hopefully what's going to be the new thing in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, that would be a way to kind of get around that is hiring a lot of people but then not having to like you said where it sort of swells up when they're making the game and then it they have to sort of fire a lot of those people up like afterwards mm-hmm. well you can kind of keep them there and work on the game for a long time and it just keeps i feel like it keeps everyone happy the, the players get constant updates the developers don't have to like they can kind of settle down and that's their job for the next five to ten years they don't have to just do it for six months to a mm-hmm. year and then leave. Yeah. And then the actual company in Dice and EA, they're going to, if they stick with those games, they're going to make more money too. So it just feels like that would be a win for everyone really. Yeah. And you're building out your seasoned developers too. You won't have the younger exactly. developer yeah. situation. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree a hundred percent with the rainbow six siege thing too. Like that's what I'm super excited about with the Ubisoft games and that Ubisoft is getting a license I would also like to preface this. Ubisoft right now is a dumpster fire of a company. There are a lot of great people there, but the management is having a lot of issues. So political stuff aside, they do really well with supporting games throughout the life cycle. They try different things and they listen to fans very well. So that's what I'm super excited about is Ubisoft developed uh, or helped with Rainbow Six Siege, published it, um... And that game is still going and still getting updates. It's such a good case study of a game that can survive. It it launched similar to Battlefront 2. It launched with some some problems. Mm. And they changed. Yeah. They listened to it and they stuck with the game and they are continuing to update it and bring content to it. And I could I could see in the next four years that game getting into the because this is the, the sixth year that'll be going like i could see it going for another four years no problem yeah the way that it's it's kind of broken that barrier of like it's going to get old like i just don't think it will get boring if people are still playing it after so long i think there's like a certain amount of time that if people are sticking with a game for say yeah like i think past that three to four year mark if they're going to stick with it past that they'll stick with it for bloody 20 years i reckon because mm-hmm. if you if you're going to get bored of something you'll get bored of it after a couple of years but after that i think people will play games as long as it, obviously it's supported and you know keeps improving and stuff uh, i think people will play it forever so you, you're almost at the point where i feel like they should just launch games when there's a new generation and stick with it until the next generation of consoles. right <laughs> like just, just that seems the most logical way to do it because that's pretty much what rainbow six has done like that probably launched what in 20 was it 2015 2014 or something so yeah 2015 or so yeah about more nearly nearly two years after the the consoles and it's still going when the next generation are there to put it into perspective it came out two weeks after battlefront 2015 oh that makes me so depressed (laughs) (laughs) that is so crazy to think that in that time We've essentially had two games that have like come out and then they've had 
updates and then they've been like cancelled and the next one comes out. Mm-hmm. And then now we're now we've been in limbo for a year on top of that. And meanwhile, Rainbow Six is just like plugging away, still going. So, oh man, <laughs> I wish you didn't say that. That makes me feel very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Every time I think of that fact, I'm like, oh, oh gosh. <laughs> It's just a change like Ubisoft is much more supportive of those like different ideas for their games. Like they made yeah. a game with Mario and rabbits. <laughs> like yeah, they they seem a lot more yeah, like you said, a bit more open-minded. Now they've they've just announced that Assassin's Creed is going to be a live service game. So like that's that's not really been done before. There's not really any single player games that have live services like that. And mm-hmm. Yeah, they just seem, like you said, there is Ubisoft is not perfect by any means, but they do seem like they've they're just a bit more willing to think outside the box. And sometimes it really doesn't work. Sometimes they they've had games that's like, what the hell is this? But yeah, when it does work, I think it's uh, I think it's gone really well. And I think that's kind of what Star Wars needs. Like, I'd I'd be happy to take a few failed games. Yeah, at the at the risk exactly. of like, like gaining some really awesome stuff during the golden age of Star Wars. Yes, we got we got a ton of games. That's what I love. Yes, some of them were crappy, some of them were fantastic, but it doesn't like just because like you don't have to make every single Star Wars game incredible. I would love to see yeah. a Star Wars like let's, I want to play a lawful cat on or something. In Coruscant, just imagine like just a simple short game. Maybe it's only twenty bucks. Just a yeah. set piece. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be. Not every game has to be an incredible blockbuster. And that's what I really liked about Squadrons. Is like it didn't. It didn't try to be a blockbuster. Now I wish mm, that they yeah. continued to support the game. You don't have to be a blockbuster game to be to offer continued support. Um, so that yeah, they, exactly. they they struggle with that part of things, but they they started they fulfilled a part of the fandom's love of starfighters, and we got a game for that. That's great. I'd love to see instead of one game just do everything, give me a bunch of other games that do one thing very well. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. Like, because a lot of people were kind of mad with squadrons because oh, it's just a starfighter game. I don't like starfighters and all that, but. Like, that's fine. If you don't like that, then if there's games coming out every year, for example, and the next game coming out is going to be Fallen Order yeah. 2, well, exactly. then that's, you, you can have that one and let the other people have what they want because a lot of people do want the Starfighter stuff and a lot of people want maybe like a real-time strategy game and to most people mm-hmm. that doesn't sound fun, but to a lot of people it yeah. is fun. But if you don't and, have four games in 10 years span, like if you have a game yeah. every year, you just wait. Like, oh, that, that game's not for me, but I'll just wait until the next one comes out. But yeah. if the game's not for you, you either play the game you don't really like or you just don't have a Star Wars game. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, we- it's really weird to me how Star Wars has gone with like the the Disney Plus stuff because that's the exact way mm-hmm. that they're going. There's there's so much stuff there. There's animated shows, there's live action shows, there's going to be movies coming. They they're kind of like really going all out there and it's like if you don't like the Bad Batch, that's fine because Kenobi's coming out, you know, probably next year and then Mando mm-hmm. and Book of Boba and that. So if you aren't a fan of the animated stuff, then don't watch it and just wait till the next one and it's not the it's not the end of the world if you have to wait 
a little bit while, you know, the people who do like the animated stuff are going to watch their show. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to the games, they're like the, the complete opposite of that. And you would think that, I don't know, you'd think Disney and Lucasfilm might sort of like try and talk to EA and be like, hey, let's do the same thing and let's make like a heap of games. And some of them might be terrible and some of them might not do that well in terms of sales, but there's going to be something for everyone. And you can still do the big blockbuster ones every now and then as well. It's not like you have to make them all like mini like indie games. You can have Battlefront 3 come out still, but then in the off year have another company working on you know, Squadrons 2 or whatever. Just, like, they don't have to stick to that big blockbuster thing like you said. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird that it's gone that way, but, yeah, hopefully that starts to change. I know that they've said that they're going to double down, so I guess we'll we'll wait and see. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it's a lot of a waiting game. Go, I think. But, like, ultimately, yeah. right, we haven't even talked about other game franchises, and we'll talk about that in another episode, but, like, or game developers. This is ultimately just an EA thing that... They have said that they're they're going to double down, but they have to really double down. They can no longer rest on the fact that no one else is going to make Star Wars games. They have to step it up and offer some really good stuff or offer some unique experiences at least. Uh, maybe instead of just focusing on the big blockbuster things, you focus on more quality, smaller scale stuff where you leave that to other developers. Like You're going to have a lot of competition EA. And if you don't start stepping it up, you're not going to be considered for Star Wars games. People are going to expect the same thing from you each time you make a Star Wars game. Oh, it's Battlefront. They won't support it. Why do I even need to sink into this game? I'm just going to go play Ubisoft's game, which they support. Yeah, that, I think that's the the way that it it's going like it's going to have to go that way because the, like you said there's if there's a bunch of other games coming out and then they announce yeah like a an, another EA Star Wars game a lot of people will just straight up say nah I'm good I've I've got these other ones now I don't need to play mm-hmm. the EA ones cuz they let me down so they are going to I think they really need to like step it up and yeah hopefully they do um it's it's very disappointing that it has taken them the entire contract to actually realize that yeah. like they've they've wasted the whole license mm-hmm. to just make you know a couple games and like i said i i really love the game so i'm not going to say they've wasted the contract yeah. that's probably not the best choice of words but they they've had a, a like an exclusive license for nearly 10 years now and then at the end they're like other people are going to be able to make games this okay mm-hmm. now we need to double down and it's like why didn't you do that from the start and set it up to where you are the, the pinnacle of star wars gaming and then when ubisoft makes a game people are going to be like eh, i don't care about that i want to play battlefront 3 like they've kind of just dug a hole for themselves and it's so disappointing that it took an entire decade for them to actually like wake up and be like oh everyone else yeah. will be able to make games now so <laughs> I mean, but at, at the end of the day, that's their own fault, and they'll they'll suffer the consequences of that. If if they make less sales, then yeah, that hurts them. It doesn't hurt us. We're going to get games either way. So mm-hmm. I guess it's on them more than anyone else. Yeah, I mean, uh, Eckhart uh, last night went on a great thread. Obviously, anytime he says anything, though, like people love to hop on him and t- 
like talk smack, but like he says yeah. this, including Squadrons, a double A game. There will have only been four major Star Wars games released during my twenties. There were at least a dozen in the preceding ten years. I know this has been talked about, but how does this happen, especially during a trilogy, a new trilogy? That's like the, the amount- crazy part, man. Yeah, it's like Star Wars is blown. Like it is. I know it's always been big, but I would say right now is the best time to be a Star Wars fan. There's so much going on, and the fact that the gaming hasn't like been lifted up with that is just crazy. Yeah, we've gotten uh, three new mainline Star Wars movies. We've gotten a ton of spinoffs. We've gotten uh, two TV shows so far, uh, one with two seasons, uh, one expansion of... Actually, two if you count the the final season of the Clone Wars, the Bad Batch, Book of Boba Fett, a third season of the Mandalorian, and you you can also look at Disney with another managed thing that they've got there, where it's all maybe it's a Disney problem because struggling with uh, video game implementations while the movies and shows are doing great. You look at Marvel, Marvel has yeah, very little yeah. offerings from the video game front, um, but the movies and the TV shows are just doing incredible jobs. That's a really good point. That. It could also, yeah, really be like we give EA a lot of slack, but it could a lot of it could be Disney. We know that like during the Battlefront two days, there was a lot of Benwalk kind of like voiced his frustrations with how the communication works, where they have to get approvals for everything and stuff like that. Maybe Disney needs to make a, a gaming little like subsection of the company to like handle that stuff, almost like Lucasfilm Games has done, but for you know the overall mm-hmm. thing and it's good that lucasfilm games is like you know been created so that they can do that yeah but probably God, for everything brought, brought they, back to it <laughs> they, yeah they they need to they probably need to do a better job as much as ea really it's um because that's that could affect all the other companies too like when ubisoft makes the game it could be the same issue so maybe it's not even just an EA thing. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just, we'll find that out when it mm-hmm. opens up. But that, yeah. that is almost, yeah, that is pretty concerning that, yeah, Marvel is like the biggest, you know, I would, I would say probably now Marvel is probably bigger than Star Wars because of the, you know, the yeah. last probably five years. Um, but you know, the games are just like, what even game, there's the Avengers game, which was an absolute bust. And then what else is there? Mm-hmm. There's like nothing. I don't, Oh, Spider-Man, to be fair, Spider-Man's done really well. But um Yeah. But that's, that's Sony. just about it. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, there's that that is a very good point. I never thought of it like that. That it's kind of not just Star Wars, is it? It's kind of It it probably ultimately comes down to a Disney thing because even Disney's uh, they have a specific video game section of Disney and they just they don't really respect video games to the level that they need to. Um mm. And ultimately, like, with Battlefront 2015, they said a lot of the things that they wanted to get done just weren't able to because of because of approvals. It took so long to get something. They they wanted to do more skins. They wanted to do... Remember the there was the, the rumors around a Stormtrooper Han and Luke skin? And yeah. they said the reason that they couldn't bring that into the game was because it... it it took too long to get approvals and they just decided to put effort somewhere else. If they're going to put something into approvals, it better be something big instead of just a skin. Cause it doesn't really pay out for the, the time invested. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I've actually I've always kind of known that there's been that sort of issue there, but the way that you put it with like Marvel also struggling, it's yeah, it's not just Star Wars. So hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully they just like I don't know how a company as big as Disney cannot understand the power behind gaming. Like they they would probably earn more money if they really sort of dug into the gaming side of things, they would arguably make more money from gaming than movies because it's a far bigger industry than, than the film industry. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. It's bigger than the music and film industry combined. (laughs) I I don't know how they don't see that. That's they're obviously very good business minds there. Say what you will about Disney, but they obviously know what the hell they're doing. They're like the borderline biggest company. Well, I'd say they're probably the biggest company in entertainment surely. Oh yeah. So how they don't, how people like us that aren't businessmen, I don't know how we can understand that and they can't. It's just maybe it's like a generational thing. I know that mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of older heads there that, you know, they're, they're stuck in the, the big blockbuster movie sort of like way of working things. But, man, they need to wake the hell up and be like, oh, yeah. there's a whole industry that we haven't even, you know, they're, they're buying everything. They're, they're literally swallowing the whole entertainment industry. Yeah. And yet they're just leaving gaming, which is the biggest part. Like, surely they would want to dive on that and, mm-hmm. you know, take over that as well. So Come clearly on. there's some disconnect there that they just don't understand how big it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ultimately, we we have a lot of a lot of time to, to kill with Star Wars right now. Uh, Battlefield is on the horizon. And uh, I know a lot of content creators are going to start looking back into uh, the older games as well. That's what we've been focusing on for the past uh, quite a bit of for the past month or two. We've been looking at some of the older entries into the the Star Wars game franchise. So stick tuned, stay tuned for that um, for, from Uplink. And then we also have uh, the Battlefield show, which we record and release. Uh, we release every Friday uh, for that and we cover everything around Battlefield. So if you're like, hey. I'd love to love to hear something. Uh, I'm really really disappointed with Star Wars um, gaming right now, uh, but I'm looking forward to Battlefield. Come join us on that show. Should be it, it's a it's a fun time. And with that, thank you all so much for listening. Links to Sammy stuff in the description, and we'll catch you next time on Uplink. <laughs>